Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. Uh, it is December 12, 2020. The eclipses are here. The eclipses are here. I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk in the Isle of Manhattan. Um, I always find during eclipse season I need a little extra sleep, a little extra snooze. So I didn't manage to get it done this morning, but here I am at 6.30, not making you wait till 11 um, or wait till tomorrow morning. So what we're working with is energy, this lovely energy that we're dealing with here. We're in between eclipse seasons, meaning um, that we're at the we're kind of at the crossroads between the two of them. And uh, our job with this is to be like, oh, okay, let's kind of create this in a new way. And then we want to um, honor that as we go out of, as we go forward, I guess is a better way to say it, not out of, as we go forward towards the new moon eclipse, which takes place on the 14th next Sunday, next Monday, um, we're in a creative place. So obviously we're going to have a new moon eclipse, but I haven't talked to Rose yet about when it's going to be, but kind of watch for it. Probably going to be Friday, maybe next Sunday night. Um, We're going to have an eclipse, you know, getting you ready for the eclipse ritual because the eclipse takes place on Monday, December 14th, around 11.16 a.m. And so uh, that eclipse is really potent. Of course, that's the Electoral College meets and they confirm who the President of the United States is going to be for the next four years. Uh, because we don't actually elect the president, we elect the electors who elect the president, and they meet on the they meet on the 14th. Um, so it's a forward motion, uh, and of course the chart cast for Washington for next week, which we'll cover at great length then. Um, but we're leading up to it is 29 degrees of Aquarius, um, and of course that's whenever planets are in an anoretic degree, we're in a big releasing phase. So we know the planets are heading towards that releasing energy, and they meet up at 23 Sag uh, at the top of the sky, um, because of course the charts for 11:30 in the morning, 11:16 in the morning. So as we go towards eclipse, this is <laughs> we had a full moon one last week on Sunday Monday, and now we're releasing. And I have a friend Kathy who always goes. I go, eclipses, release, release, release. And she goes, no, 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 don't say that, because her body hears it and she releases, you know. So I'm, it's a shout-out to Kathy because she's like, don't say that because I hear you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we're releasing. We're letting go of things. It's, as we go towards that new energy, we're letting go of the COVID clump. And I was just on the phone uh, talking to lovely Gina out west in Oregon, and she calls them the transformational trio. And so shout out to Gina is that, you know, that actually sounds a little better than the COVID clump. She's a Gemini, very alliterative. You know, they they always have a way with words. I'm a Virgo. It's a clump of planets. It's a COVID clump. But she's calling it the transformational trio. So I want you to think as these planets split up, as they split up in the heavens and they go off into new signs. Athena goes into Aquarius this week. Um she just met up with Saturn yesterday. Jupiter's going to go into Aquarius. Saturn's going to go into Aquarius. Poor little Pluto's going to be left behind in Capricorn, but that's okay. He's you know he's he he likes being alone in his room in the basement. Um, so we're going to have this transformational time, and we've been having it right. We've been going through this huge transformation due to the COVID clump, and now <laughs> the transformational trio is breaking up. 
kind of like the Supremes. Diana Ross ran off and did it by herself, and they all were like, yeah, you know, we're the Supremes. And she's like, I'm leaving. So we want to kind of watch where we're all being transformed. And uh, I encourage you to go back and watch the Supremes and then watch Diana Ross by herself. So as we've traveled together, all of us, this last year, uh, working on our stuff, right? And I was talking to somebody earlier today, and we were kind of going through what comes in the year ahead, you know, because he's uh, – he um he was born with this configuration that's coming next year uh in his chart and we all have a renaissance coming right um which is the new life the new direction the new path what that looks like where we're going with it and of course after the loss the endings we have the be- the new beginning you know it's that song from the Poseidon adventure there has to be a morning after well, you know, the transits don't go away. They just go into something else, right? Uh, way back when, when I was a baby astrologer, you know, I'd done a reading for one of my friends, um, and she was having a really hard Saturn transit. It was it was not good. She's an Aries with a Scorpio moon, and uh, I'm not allowed to say her name on the radio. Um, so we finished the story, and, you know, the story was over. And I'm like, she goes, okay, so, you know, give me a reading. Tell me what's going to happen next. So I'm like, all right, well, now Saturn's going into this next house. She goes, Saturn, Saturn. I thought I was done with Saturn. I, I kind of looked at her and went, what? She said, well, that was all Saturn I went through. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was that was all Saturn you went through. She goes, you mean Saturn? I said, well, you know, he's still up in the sky. You know, <laughs> he's just moving on to a new sign to kind of bother you in the new sign. She's like, I really don't like this astrology stuff. I said, well, I mean, it was, wasn't it helpful? And she's like, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we want to have respect for Saturn. You know, he always, you know, he finishes up with us in the next couple weeks. He's going to mosey on into Aquarius, which he went to in August through June. He kind of woke up something then. And now he's going to commit to it uh, and and do that creative thing that Saturn likes to do, where he walks into a sign and everybody notices. They all kind of stop. They all look at him and they say, okay, now he's going into the sign of the tribe, right? Aquarius is the tribe, the group, the cult, the association, the secret society, the people that you feel connected to or connected and related to. Um, so I took a, a, I've been taking a, I took a course this weekend, this week on uh, racial healing, right? Because um, I felt this was a growth point for me. And so I signed up. And one of the things they were talking about was, you know, the stereotypes that we carry even around our own self, right? And I was thinking about my friend David down in Philly, and I'm half German, and he's all German. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you know, German, I'm kind of cheap. And I'm like, what, what, what? And he dated a guy who said to him, well, you're German and you're cheap. And I was like, really? Germans are cheap? <laughs> you know, like like I hadn't heard that stereotype, right? And so I think as we go into the tribe, energy of Aquarius we want to think about the negative connotations of that I was talking as I mentioned with Gina the one that came up with um, troublesome transformational trouble I'm going to I'm going to add in another T troublesome transformational trio instead of just transformational and she said you know we have we think of tribe and we kind of go savages and we do you know scalping and we do you know kind of like they're savage you know and I'm like well yeah that it does have that kind of it does does have that kind of connotation and i think one of the things that we understand is the power of words 
You know, I think that's one of the things we've really learned with this stuff in Capricorn, uh, all these planets, is the power of words and the intention behind them. And right now, Saturn, uh, Mercury has moved into Sagittarius. He's on a world point. So we're really feeling words. And, of course, Mercury in Sagittarius goes, well, maybe, it could, maybe you could say, instead of the COVID clump, you could say the transformational trio. I'm like, troublesome transformational trio. Like, okay, I just denoted it. I just dropped it. I just put it into a bad place, as opposed to terrific transformational trio. Right, so we want to kind of watch our words, and we want to be conscious of them, and so that was part of this course that I was taking on Friday, um, was the the context of words and the context of how we think about things. Because remember, our thoughts come from our words, or our words come from our thoughts, depending on how you want to work it, and we want to be a little more aware of that, because Mercury is in conjunct Uranus this week. Mercury is square to Ceres, the words that you hear and what they are. Mercury is in conjunct to Chiron this week, words that wound, right? And, of course, the North Node, God bless it, is in Gemini, inviting us to think about the power of words, the power of connection, the power of how we communicate, the power behind the words that lead to the thoughts, that lead to the visions, that lead to the emotions, that lead to the manifestations. And how do we all come together? You know, and I shared this earlier because I was having a, I always have really interesting conversations <laughs> with my clients. I'd had a conversation with someone earlier and they were talking about the air energy, you know, and of course we had the, um, we have the COVID, which is the air, and we had, you know, can't breathe, and we had the the Floyd murder, can't breathe, and we had um, we becoming aware of the air when all the fires were happening in California, can't breathe, right? Uh, and and I think we that's the one thing we share. We all share the same breath. We share the, share the same air. And like a fish doesn't know it's in water until you catch it and you lay it on the deck and it's flopping around, right? We kind of take it for granted until we don't have it. And I think that's part of this eclipse theme. As we go towards this new moon eclipse on the south node, what have you been taking for granted? Release, release, release. The south node invites us to release the new moon on the south node. And eclipses, when they're here, and now we're in a releasing mode, we're in a waning, well, I'll say it better for Kathy, we're in a waning moon, narrowing, getting smaller, going towards that south node where the sun and the moon hang out. And uh, new beginnings, babies, but also new endings, you know. And, and we know whenever something ends, we get a new beginning. We get a change in the structure. You know, we had it here uh, this week. As I mentioned last week, Max was, I was a little worried about him. He passed on Tuesday. Um, and, you know, to a Taurus Pisces moon to the end. He was 90 miles an hour on Monday, but... You know, he was, he's been a little frail. He's been a little more cuddly. He's been a little, and so we got up Tuesday morning, and he couldn't really walk very well, and he couldn't really move, and he kind of would take a little steps and lay down and take a little steps and lay down. And Max has been in my life since I became an astrologer. Um, you come to my house, he greets you. If you're the cleaning lady, you're the delivery person, you're a client, you ring the doorbell, Max is there when I open the door. And uh, and if you cry during a reading, he'll come over and he'll, she making you cry? And uh, 
you want me to get in your lap? And I'll go, you know, he's checking on you because you're crying. You know, you want him to get on your lap, he will. And sometimes they just go, oh, that's nice, and they pet him. And other times he, they're like, yeah, and he gets on their lap, and he kind of curls around and sits down for like a few minutes. He's he's my support cat. But he's my business partner. He's also my boss. He yells at me a lot, you know, no food in the bowl. So, um, so it was really weird. Uh, then, of course, my other cat, Remo, is having Saturn on his midheaven, and yes, I know my cat's birth times, and yes, I know their t- I know their birthdays. Was having Saturn on his midheaven, so if he was a client, I would have said, "Gee, remote, looks like your boss is leaving, or you're going to get some kind of promotion, right?" So, uh, you know, uh, Max left. Remo's the number two cat now; he's number one cat. So the cleaning lady came on Thursday, and Max, of course, didn't greet her, and I told her he had passed. Um, she's like, "Oh." Now, Remo's been looking at her. You know, she runs the vacuum cleaner, so he's not thrilled with her. I mean, he's not mean to her or anything. He just doesn't have anything to do with her. But she was here about 10 minutes. He walked over to her, and he stood and looked at her, and he stood looking at her like, okay, you can pet me. And so she leaned down. Here he comes. I'm telling stories about you, Remo. Um, she leaned down. She petted him for a couple minutes, and he um, he went, okay, that's good. I greeted you, and he left. <laughs> And I thought, oh, you have the you have the job of greeter, and he hasn't done it every time. But when the doorbells rung a couple times, he's gone to the door to uh, greet whoever has delivered something. So um, yeah, so we're all having changes. We're all having structural changes in our life. We're being transformed. We're moving into a new place. Um, we're starting again. The next chapter, which begins, you know, first with the eclipse of letting go of things. And then with the new the um, conjunction, it's a new moon eclipse, right? So it lets go but begins something at the same time. And then we go to the um, uh, the Jupiter Saturn conjunction that's going to happen on December twentieth on the on the ingress on the ingress, beginning a whole new twenty year cycle in air. And it actually has been on the internet where they're going. It's the Christmas star. The last time they met like this was in you know eight hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> when Jupiter and Saturn met up in Aquarius, which was when the Magna Carta got signed, and we learned to think differently. So we're all about to go to learn to think differently. And it's really an important time to pay attention to our words, to pay attention to our thinking, to pay attention to why we think the way we do. Where did it come from? Whose words are they? Where, whose, whose word is that? You know, and I have you say, you know, when you get reactive, I say, hey, well, how old are you? You go, I'm six. Look at the planet in your chart that's six, Right. But this is another way to think about it, is sometimes you'll hear yourself say something to yourself and you want to say, whose voice is that? Who who said that? Who Who's talking right now? And a lot of times it'll be an internalized parent or a teacher or someone who had an impact on you because a lot of that stuff that goes in our brain when we're 0 to 14, we don't question. It just goes in there. It's kind of like our programming. And now, as the eclipse is coming, on the south node in Sag, to blow it up and to say, do you still believe that? Is that something you want to carry forward? Does that serve you? Do you feel happy with that belief system? And if you don't, now is the time to change it. Mercury's inviting you to change it. Jupiter and Saturn are going to take off into air, give you a new perspective on stuff over the next few weeks. This is not like you have to do it tomorrow. But I want you to watch what comes up for you during this eclipse season as the lights go towards that south node. And, they, and of course, the south node is the dragon's tail. So what do you want to let go of? What do you want to waste? What do you want to release? 
when you want to release, 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 because you're releasing with the idea being that you're creating space for new things to come in. Uh, again, it is a big time for departures. Of course, obviously, the virus is raging across our country. Um, and so, uh, you know, shout out and caring and love to the healthcare workers. Shout out and caring to the folks who are going through hard times because of it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a little, it's going to be a little tough, but it, we're going to be okay. Transits, transits mean temporary, might lead to permanent changes. Max is gone, not coming back. Well, I actually asked him to come back in another life, you know, come back, come back again. Uh, but, you know, technically that cat is off in two of the ethers. Yeah, so forward we go. All right, so let's talk about the aspects for the week. Um, and the good news is lived long, died fast. That's the way we like it, you know. Like he really, I mean, he just didn't get up for breakfast and looked, the vet thought he'd had a stroke. All right, so the sun this week goes from uh, 15 Sag to 22 Sag. And it has a square to Neptune on December 9th. So we're going to be a little delusional, and not in a bad way, but that's the, you know, Neptune stationed to go direct last Sunday at 18. And now it's moving forward, but the sun comes to square it, sun and Sag square Neptune. So that's going to give us a new way of thinking about our dreams, and then the sun trines Mars on December 11th, so we take action. And then, of course, the sun hits the note of fate on December 11th. So even though the eclipse is not until the uh, 14th, the sun goes into the node before it gets to the eclipse point. That's a big release day, sun on the south node, December 11th. Um, and, it, of course, because of the declination, it's parallel, so it's kind of a super releasing energy. That's going to be around 7.30 in the morning on December 11th. Uh, and then um, the sun has a sesquiquadrate to Uranus, which is an awakening energy. Uh, and you remember, Uranus is in Taurus. And so as the sun uh, sesquiquadrates him, it's going to activate a bunch of uh, changes, a lot of change energy with that sun sesquiquadrate. As I mentioned before, the eclipse is next week on the 14th at 11.16 in the morning. So we'll have a new moon uh, ritual next week. Um and it's a 23 Sag. Now, that's a deviant star. Um, there's a deviant star in this guy called Rasagul. Um, and he, the, the eclipse is on it. So we may hear some stories that we don't really like very much around difficult, difficult energies. And then the, um, and then the uh, sun is also trying to Eris on the 23rd, so that's a little bit of a warrior, on the 14th, rather, at 23, trying to air us, a little bit of a warrior energy, and that's at 8.13 p.m. Of course, the 14th is when the Electoral College meets, and so uh, kind of an angry energy that day, but releasing. Uh, Mercury this week goes from 7 Sag to 22, so she's flying along at a pretty clip, pretty fast clip, three degrees a day, Right. So um, Mercury's zipping along two to three degrees, and um, it's speedy because it's a little faster towards the end of the week. So Mercury this week, as he flies through Sag, is catching up with the sun, which he catches up with next week, um, and he goes through and mimics all the things the sun did last week in terms of stuff. So he's a little bit stressful with Pluto and Eris on the 7th, 
And then he's parallel to Pluto, which is revealing secrets that we really need to hear. And then he's in a stress aspect with Jupiter on the 9th. And then he's in a stress aspect with Saturn on the 10th. Uh, and then he's in a stress aspect with Athena on the 11th. And so when we have these stressful aspects, what they do is they're, you, you know, you, you don't feel bad, but you just feel maybe a little anxious or you feel a little bit like, ugh. And remember, you know, stress aspect is a semi-square, right? Um, so the planets are in Capricorn and the, the Mercury's in Sag. So he's like might be saying things that those planets don't like or he might be doing things that those planets don't like much. Uh, and they're going to be like, I don't really like that you're doing that. And Mercury, like he's in Sag, you know, and he's answering to Jupiter and Capricorn. So he's like, I don't really care if you don't like it. I'm going to say it anyway. <sighs> so, <laughs> so we, you know what that means, right? We're going to, a little contention. Now, remember, we're being asked, you know, who we keep and who we getting rid of. We're going into a whole new cycle. Jupiter-Saturn conjunction taking place on December 20th. We're leaving Capricorn behind for 30 years, 29 years. We're leaving Capricorn for Saturn. Jupiter's leaving Capricorn behind for 12 years. So these guys are really done hanging out in Capricorn. So they're kind of like, you know, I'm finished. You know, and it's one of those, not a breakup energy, but, you know, they're leaving the Earth. They've worked hard. They're taking off. They're flying off to do something else. So there's a positive expansion of energy, but then there's also – a little bit of, ugh, done, ugh, done. Mercury, of course, squares Neptune the same way the sun did on the 9th. Mercury squares Neptune on the 13th, and then he goes into the nodes of fate on the 14th, uh, Mercury on the south node, and then he trines Mars on the 14th, and then he squares, uh, sesquiquadrates the, the um Uranus. So he's like right behind the sun, just right behind him those days, you know, the 11th, 12th, 13th. So just kind of watch, you know, what what's revealed. Mercury's moving in, he's combusted the sun, right? So he's he he's saying what the sun wants to say, but sometimes you look at the sun and you go, like, what are you saying? Not a good time to argue with people. People are very dug into their ways. So, uh don't argue, just listen. And trust they're telling you the truth, um, because they are, at least their version of the truth. Venus this week, of course, is not particularly happy in Scorpio, uh, not one of her favorite signs. She's considered waspish. <laughs> I have that. I remember reading that and going, waspish, what does that mean? And I looked it up, and it's like, she stings. And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Um, so Venus is waspish this week, and uh, like a little wasp. And remember, wasps can keep stinging you. Honeybees sting you once and they die. Wasps keep stinging you. And I remember once getting stung by a wasp, and it was on my foot, and I was running home, and I couldn't get it off, and it kept stinging me. It stung me like five times. And and they then they don't die when they sting you. They just, you know, they get to live again. Bees sting you, they die. Um, so anyway, Venus this week, 18 Scorpio through zero Sag. So she goes into Sag on December 15th much happier. She has a sextile with Saturn on December 15th. She has a sextile with Jupiter on December 14th. So she's a happy gal. She has a sextile with Pluto on December 10th. Remember, she's in Scorpio, sextiling, so she's kind of like, yeah, 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 I hear you. I hear you, but I'm doing it my way anyway. <laughs> so Venus is a little feisty this week. No, don't, don't push her, uh, or she'll sting you. 
smile and say, okay, honey, what do you want? Remember, that applies to men as well as women. They get a little like that. You kind of go, okay, honey, you're on it. You got it. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, She also was interested in partnering on December 14th because she meets up with Juno. And she also enters Sagittarius on December 15th, leaving Scorpio behind. Um, Mars this week, well-behaved for the most part. He's in Aries. He's at 19. He's about to go through the COVID clump. He's not there or the transformational trio or the troublesome transformational trio or the terrific transformational trio. Um, So he has a trine to the nodes, uh, a fate, and he invites you to make your choices December 12th. Uh, Jupiter has a trine to Sedna, which is pretty emotional energy. That's on the 4th. Um, Chiron stations to go direct on December 15th at 4 Aries. 456 Aries, so Chiron's been retrograde for a while. And then Pluto squares Eris on December 10th. Now this one's a little bit of a mean one. Uh, When it happened the last time Kobe Bryant's plane crashed and we were doing the impeachment hearings, when it happened the second time, Ghislaine Maxwell got caught and we had Bolton's book come out, so we know we're going to have a little little feast day here on December 10th as Pluto and Eris square each other. Um, in, a, in a formal mode. And, of course, Athena goes into Aquarius on December 7th. So the one that we want to really watch is that December 10th, Pluto square Eris, because that's been a pretty mean little girl. She and Pluto are not getting along. This is their third of three squares. Um, and uh, Pluto is direct, of course, and Eris is retrograde. So she's not going down without a fight, though. Girl, the girl does not go down without a fight. Um, all right, so December 6th. Make sure I'm in December. I am. The moon is uh, in Virgo today, and it goes into Virgo tomorrow, Monday, and it goes void at 5.35 p.m. on Tuesday. Well, it's moon trine Saturn. So today, tomorrow, and Monday, busy days, get a lot done, a lot of accomplishment. Uh, moon in Virgo does have a little fight uh, in the morning, tomorrow morning, with um, the sun in Mercury, but otherwise pretty well-behaved and, and kind of happy um, in terms of its direction and where it's headed. Uh, it goes, it's void Tuesday afternoon, 535, goes into Libra at 7.01 on the 8th, 7.01 p.m. in Libra, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Thursday goes void Thursday night at 7.56, Moon and Libra square Saturn. Sat- Wednesday is a hard day. We have the Eris pluto we have Moon squaring Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter. We have Mercury sextiling Pluto. It's kind of a power morning, but a crappy afternoon. Excuse my French. Uh, moon is void at 7.56 p.m. on the 10th. Goes into Scorpio, 8.59 p.m. on the 10th. Hanukkah begins. Uh, and the 11th, you know, Moon's in Scorpio for the 10th. The 11th, the 12th, goes void at 8.58 p.m. with a sextile to the boys in the COVID clump, the troublesome trio, the terrific trio, the transformational trio. Uh, and so we have this positive shifting energy. Saturday the 12th is actually really pretty nice. Moon goes uh, void at 8.58. It goes into Sag, 9.59 p.m., just in time for a great episode from Saturday Night Live. Uh, and then it's in Sagittarius Saturday night, Sunday the 13th. And I will say I've been observing Saturday Night Live episodes. Generally when planets are in happy signs, those episodes are really off the charts in terms of great stuff. Um, 
Then we have the new moon eclipse on the 14th, uh, and the moon goes void um, at 11.17 a.m. on the eclipse, right? And then it's void uh, all day, Monday the 14th, from 11.17 to 10.35 p.m. when it goes into Capricorn. And, of course, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday have good aspects, uh, moon going void, with a uh, new moon beginning, new beginnings, new starts. And then, uh, of course, Sagittarius is an optimistic sign. So we have a lot going on in the heavens this week. Uh, The stressful days are Monday a little bit in the morning, just because the moon in Virgo is squaring the Sag planets, and then really stressful Thursday the 10th, because that's when the moon in Libra is in a psychological integration position with the COVID clump and kind of pushing and then, of course, once she pushes and she gets what she wants, uh, then we have the 12th, which is uh, sextiles. And then, of course, we have the eclipse, which is releasing. So it's an interesting week ahead. Um, for the most, you're not gonna, you shouldn't, shouldn't be too bad, but it is letting go. So if you have relatives or family members or pets, uh, remember the nodes are in Gemini, so it's a big departure time for pets. And a lot of times, because Mercury rules pets, I heard that question, (laughs) whoever asked it. Uh, Mercury rules small animals, domestic animals. And, um, yeah, so we're at this transformational time. And we are going to be working. And, of course, when you change your life, very often your pets leave. It's kind of a weird thing to know, but, you know, it's a little astrological tidbit. Uh, A lot of times when you shift your job, shift your work, your pet passes right? And so obviously my work is shifting on some level because Max left, although he was 20. So, you know, going to be 21 in April. Um, It was in his 21st year. So at any rate, honors to Max, honors to our 20-year partnership that has ended and looking forward to new directions, new things coming in. Wishing all of you a really good week. Uh, and just remember, let it go, let it go, let it go. If you like that one a little better, <laughs> then release, release, release. Uh, you know, go listen to It's Got to Be a Morning After. Go listen to, you know, what's her name, Singing in Frozen, Idina Menzel. Let it go, let it go. And uh, just remember, you know, it's temporary. It's transits. You're here. You're a spiritual being on a physical earth, and you're trying to figure out how to make it work. And that is really our job. How do we make it work? to the best of our ability, uh, how do we love our tribe, how do we love our family, how do we love our people that we feel that are part of who we are. You know, they're, they're, we have these heart connections. So this is Anne signing off from the Bright Red Desk, sending you all a big hug and wishes for a great year. And uh, so don't go looking for the eclipse new moon. It isn't up yet. We'll probably have it up on Wednesday or so. It'll be on the podcast. It'll be on Facebook. And then I'll announce it next week, and it'll probably be next Sunday. Uh, because the new moon eclipses Monday. Take care. Have a great week. Big hugs. Bye.